there. Get ready. You are now listening to Talk of the Town with Jill and Carmen, the one and only podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. It doesn't matter if you just moved into the area or you are a fifth-generation Vermonter. This podcast is sure to delight you and inform you. Go ahead, sit back, and relax. Here are your hosts, Jill and Carmen. Welcome to Talk of the Town with Jills and Carmen. I'm one of your hosts, Jills. And I'm Carmen. How are you, Jills? I am well. Good? Yeah. Uh, Can you believe where we're at right now? Not really. Although, I don't have kids entering school really anymore, but it still feels like it, you know, because it's habit. (laughs) Right? But by the time people get this, it's going to be September or really close to it. Right. And that puts us two-thirds of the way through 2023. I know. Unreal. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I didn't get a summer. I I feel the same way. And I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Maybe. We're just so traumatized by not getting a summer. (laughs) There was no summer. I want a rebate, a refund, something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. There's just something about that relaxation that comes with summer. But I don't know. No, there was none. But You can't say you shoveled the rain, but. No, you might have shoveled a whole lot of other things because of the rain. Yeah. Yeah, so somehow I think it still dragged us down, huh? It did. <laughs> you can't shovel sunshine either, so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time we, I have that conversation with people about, can you believe that this year is at this point in time, you know, where it's almost coming to a close? And I'm, I always think of 2000 and the, the, the turn of 2000. Why 2K? Wow. Why 2K? <laughs> Don't oh ask me why, goodness. but, it, you know, it's already 23 years past Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It just, you know, the whole thing about this show is that time keeps marching on. Doesn't it? No matter what. And it's probably a good idea to be doing things that you love. And hold the people you love the most close. That's good advice. Sounds like a Hallmark card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gonna... But here we are, Labor Day weekend or going into or yeah. yeah. That's right. Do you have big plans? Do you do anything for Labor Day? Um Doesn't well, sound I... like it. <laughs> <laughs> that long pause tells me no. There's no plans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah, right now I What about the fair? Do you go to the fair? I love going to the fair. But sometimes life gets in the way and mm-hmm. I have years where I just don't even go. So I'm trying to make it a point this year. You going to go to the fair? Well, I don't know. It is my birthday this weekend, so Wow. So I know we're doing something, but I don't know what. <laughs> Yes. See, time keeps marching on, even for Carmen. <laughs> and I won't tell you how old I am. <laughs> we won't ask. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, what about the, you? What are you doing this weekend? Um, Not going to the fair, I don't think. <laughs> I, I, do, I do sometimes like the fair. The, the, the fair is one of those 
things of the food's great, but the people can sometimes not be great. And uh, and then how many times can you see a pig or? <laughs> yeah, there's you know, that. Yeah. I mean, you know, right? And, yeah. But then when you start getting the itch because you haven't been in a year or two, then, then you appreciate it, right? You're right. No, what, it's true. What I miss is the demolition derby. The demolition derby is always fun uh, down in here in, you know, uh, the Chittenden County Fair. It's. Um, Do they the, have the, one here in they, Champlain Valley? I don't think so. Really? Maybe yeah, I, Champlain Valley Fair, um, Chittenden County. Oh. Um, you talking about at St. Johnsbury? They just had it. I fig- I don't know how to say that name though. Well, it was in Lindenville, yeah. Or up there, yeah. Yeah, they just had their big demolition derby. Yes. And uh, Orleans County Fair, that's later this year. It's oh, okay. in, in the that's middle of September. Good and to know. they have a big demolition derby. So if that's what you're into, you probably already know about it. But down here was the tractor pulls. I remember as a kid coming down for the. the I do like those. Pulls. Yeah. Yeah. Back in Maine, there on Mondays. At the Freiburg Fair, mm-hmm. they would take Monday. Well, anywhere I think they take the kids take Monday off when the fair takes place, like mm-hmm. up north. And sure. um, they do. They go, you know, because they're already kind of. I, I don't know if they they already take some time off to pick potatoes. Correct. I know that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's at the you same time. You know, you're from Maine <laughs> when you take off to pick potatoes and blueberries. But um, so I don't. I don't know if it's really around the same time or not, but. Uh, they take a Monday off at, at the fair when they're up, at least up north, but I think even down south. And, uh, you know, they because it's educational, they have them go see and even participate in the different things like logging contests, you know, and all the different contests. Catching grease pigs. Yeah, and yeah all, all, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really. Who, who picks the most potatoes? You know, because it's agricultural and it's it's unique to the culture. Yeah, that's and what it so, was for back in the day. I never had Mondays off to go to the fair, so it must be unique to the county. The How county. Do they say? <laughs> I can't say it like that, though. Up in the county. county. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, yeah, it is something, you know, uh, I, I made a point for Nia and I to do field trips this year. As she's almost, she's almost like, out of the house. She's almost out of the house, and we just yeah, kind of finished the be going all over schooling. So well, let's go on field trips, and the fairs are one of them. The fair is a field trip. Have fun with that. Um, yeah, have fun this weekend. Um, you know, as it's the last holiday weekend there before school really starts, and although we know some of it has started already, but be safe and have a great first of the school year. Yeah, welcome back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something to say about the routine of school. I know it's always one of those things like, oh, I can't believe it's happening, but it's also nice to be back to the routine. And I don't know why, right? We're just creatures of habit. Institutionalized. You know? Yep. So, so speaking of... Who are we going to, speaking of school, who, who are we going to interview? School, we had a great conversation with Mia of Synergy, Energy Dance Studio <laughs> something. Synergy I, Dance. Synergy <laughs> Dance. Uh, what a great conversation we had with Mia. She's fun. She was a lot of fun, and I think you guys are really going to get a kick out of all that she had to say in the conversation, the way that it went, 
it was a lot of fun. So rather than listening to us talk about the county and, <laughs> and not saying it right, greased pigs and, and the fair, um, <laughs> we're going to let you off the hook easy and we're going to turn it over to us and Mia. <laughs> well, hello, Mia. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate that you are, were just so open and ready to do this so quickly. Um, and I think, as um, I've mentioned to you before in our previous conversation, that um, you know, you we thought of you because of the the role you have in this community. You know, you are owner operator, dance teacher. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. <laughs> Admin, cleaner, yeah, janitor. <laughs> janitor, right? Yeah. Of Synergy Dance. Now I didn't say the whole name, but you can you'll have your time to tell us who okay. you are. Um, but you know, your place in the community has been long standing. And um, so we thought of you. We would like to get to know you and share about who you are and what you do with everyone. So Again, for our listeners, right, this, these podcasts are a lot about leadership and sharing resources. And you're a resource and a person. Excellent. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, so anyway, with further, without further ado, as they say, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, you know, a little bit of your background, and then take it to where we are today. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Mia Groff. I'm the owner of Synergy Center for Dance and the Performing Arts, uh, the nice white building in front of Browns River Middle School that is yet to have a sign. Um, I grew up in New York State, in several places in New York State, um, Westchester County as an elementary school and junior high school student, and then I spent my high school years in Rochester, New York. Uh, during that time, I danced, so my dance journey was kind of an unusual thing. My father passed away when I was five, and my mother put me into every activity that she could think of, I think, to help me with my adjustment to that major life situation. And dance was the one that stuck. And so I danced with the Westchester Ballet Company when I was a child, um, which later became the Dance Theater in Westchester, and then moved to Rochester, New York, to be closer to family. And... There I trained uh, at Enid Knapp Oxford School of Dance, which was associated with the American Ballet Theater. My teacher there, uh, Luba Guyeva, was a former Kirov dancer who, who defected to this country when Baryshnikov came here. She was part of Baryshnikov's squad of defectors. And so um, I had really beautiful Russian training uh, from Luba as I was growing up, and then uh, came the fork in the road for me, which was, am I going to go to college or am I going to pursue dance as a profession? And for a number of different reasons, um, most of which was my mother was like, you're going to college. Uh, I went to college and that took me, I danced in college, uh, but I was not a dance major. I was actually a speech language pathology major and spent the early part of my career working in neuro rehab, I worked with stroke and head injury patients oh, wow. when I was younger. So um, dance and owning a dance studio was never really part of my life plan. It was not what I saw myself doing. And 
for a variety of circumstances. Uh, my husband's job brought us here to Vermont. I was homeschooling my children and I started Vermont Youth Dancers because my children love to dance and I started teaching and as time went on, the opportunity presented itself when Jean Marie closed the bird's nest and my friend Renee was running Dance Junction at the time and she decided um, that not to continue with that. And so then I was left with this choice. Do we have a lot of students here in, in Jericho who like to dance and is somebody gonna pick up that ball and run? And so I did, I picked up the ball and I ran, but it was definitely not a direction I was planning on going if you had spoken to 25-year-old Mia, I would say, no, that's not what I'm going to do. But it's what I'm doing, and I love it. Awesome. That's really cool. So now that you've introduced yourself a little bit, why don't we just kind of talk about some things that are just really fun? Okay. So what is your most regrettable fashion choice? Okay, it's shoes. It involves shoes, for sure. <laughs> um, and all my students know this story because they comment about the fact that I don't own shoes. I wear sneakers, but rarely do you see me with shoes on. I think I own maybe two pairs of shoes. And this is all because of the most regrettable fashion choice <laughs> I ever made, which was in the sixth grade. I bought a pair of shoes that I thought were just the coolest shoes ever made. And I wore them to school and some child made fun of my shoes and since the sixth grade, I have never been able to buy shoes again. Because I'm like, wow, I thought those shoes were so cool. And clearly they were not cool shoes. So I don't have what it takes to buy shoes. <laughs> clearly I should not be making the fashion choices for myself. And so it it's still, and I tell kids this all the time. I'm like, you know what? I carry this baggage about my shoes and you just can't, you can't let some sixth grade student convince you that you don't know enough about anything because they make fun of you but I still have trouble because of my regrettable <laughs> shoes the effect your, <laughs> the effect your words have right I know and if I talk to this person probably she would never know that she had such an impact on my life right but I probably should be in therapy about shoes. oh yeah you probably should you know <laughs> Where do you even go with that? I guess I'll already. stop right there. Yes. You know, have somebody else buy them for you. Yes. So I just, yes, I consult with my daughter <laughs> and I need shoes, but I only buy them out of absolute necessity. <laughs> Weddings, bar mitzvahs, communions, whatever. whatever well, when you're on your feet all day, sneakers are good because I love sneakers. I know. Yeah. I can. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> wow, the words, the impact uh, of a mean kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, anybody, really. Really, anybody. Your words yeah. Yeah. can really cut yeah. or encourage. Yeah, they really can. And, you know, they could, in my mind, they were words. But I don't even remember what she said. She could have said, hey, those were weird shoes. Or, hey, check out the shoes. Like, And I just interpreted it. But for whatever reason it is, I, I have shoe issues. <laughs> <laughs> It's so amazing to me that the uh, amount of adults that are walking around that are impacted by our childhood yeah. traumas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I try to share that with my students because I know they're going to have traumas. And like they see me, they don't see me from the standpoint of, you know, a vulnerable human being. They see me as a dance studio owner. I seem confident 
and you know secure but obviously i have hang up someone like everybody mm -hmm. else and so it's important for them to know that and hopefully maybe one kid feels a little stronger or more confident because i've told them that they have shoe issues at at the very least we get a little laugh out of it and right they check out my sneakers whenever i come <laughs> building. building relationships <laughs> There's nothing better than a good pair of sneakers. <laughs> um, so here's a fun question. If you could be in any movie, what would it be? Okay, so we debated this question because I knew this question was going to get thrown my way. Who's we? My son, my <laughs> husband, and I thought long and hard about this, this question because I'm not a huge movie person. But So I thought, well, I'm going to struggle with this. And we realize that there's a lot of different ways you can take this question, and I'm not sure which is the best answer. Um, I could just say, pick my favorite movie. I would go with Tangled, because it's the best Disney movie, and all the best one-liners in Tangled. But when, as we delved into it a little bit more, we're like, well, do you pick the movie where like your idol is in the movie and then you get to hang out with the movie? Or do you pick the best movie? Or do you pick the, my son was like, do you pick like surfing because you've always wanted to learn to surf? And if you were in like a surfer movie, somebody would have to teach you to surf. I think the final conclusion that I came to is that I would pick a movie that was someplace I wanted to be for a little bit of time and hang out and learn about. And for me, that would be Italy. I would choose any movie based in Italy would be the movie I would be in. I'm not real picky. As long as there's pasta and gelato at the end of the day, good. I'm good. So the Italian job. The any the Italian job, for sure. So this, this is just, I'm sorry, but this is going through my head. As you're talking, a little note for parents who are sitting at the table with their kids and don't know what to talk about. <laughs> there you go. Pick these three questions. These <laughs> life changers. That, uh... Let it take you. So we, I was expecting Footloose, Grease. Yeah, a, a dance movie. Sure. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I On location. Or maybe something about shoes. Oh, no, no. <laughs> anything involving bare feet. Because yeah. then I, if I have the to beach. pick my... The beach. No, if I have to pick my shoes, I'm in point trouble. Break. Okay. It's a Good surfing movie. Surfing movie. Yeah. yeah. No shoes required. None. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one we're going with. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's move on. Yeah. What is the? Well, we've already been laughing. <laughs> What's the funniest or craziest thing you've ever done? I couldn't really come up with one. <laughs> I am not a particularly crazy person. I'm very dull. I realized, in, I, I don't know what's the funniest, crazy. You mean thing your husband and done. son could not come up with something? No, they're like, Mom, you're so dull. Um, so I really don't know what the funniest or craziest thing I've ever done would be. The only thing I can think of, again, I'm really boring, um, was that I, I was an orientation leader the, at, at my college during one summer. And we were very bored one evening and decided that we would play a prank on one of the other orientation leaders. So I lived in a 13-story tower, um, and so there was an elevator, and we moved and reset up this young man's entire dorm room in the elevator. <laughs> Posters, all of it, 
And so that when he came home that night and the elevator came to pick him up, his room <laughs> in the elevator. We did a really good job. It looked like legit like his dorm room with everything, lighting, purple right. light. So whose idea was that? I don't know. This oh, okay. was, I'm going to date myself, but this was like way back. I'm, you know. That's where the boring, is that where the boring comes in? That it wasn't even your idea? Even sure. I you were just part of it? I think I was. I can't say, I, I can't say whether I can take credit for it. I don't truly remember. That's okay. Yeah. Being part of something still is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that story. I can remember his name. His name was Harvey. We, we moved hard. We have an elevator room. here at the church. We do. There's somebody's <laughs> office. I'm sensing that somebody's <laughs> office is going to end up in that elevator <laughs> one day when you're now. really bored. You oh, know, when you're in the middle shoot. of upstate New York with nothing to do on a summer <laughs> evening, like, oh. what do you, you know? Yeah. What else are you going to do? Hmm. So, you got us thinking. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show The Office. Oh, okay. I love that show. And I could see Jim. Ranking Dwight with this. He's sure. done some similar things. So sure. uh, this just had me cracking. I up. know. There's, wow. there's a wealth of opportunities for that. There really is. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to uh, play a prank on somebody. Yeah. Yes. Better not be me. <laughs> <laughs> My Lock wife's lucky office. we don't have a, have a elevator. elevator. <laughs> there you go. Her oh. office would be there, right? Now. Yes. It could be a big closet. Yeah. So you've, you've shared with us about. Um, synergy dance and kind of how you got here mm-hmm. um, we were talking before we started before we press record but you want to just explain some of how you adapted during COVID because I believe you said you started this prior to COVID by a few months yeah Is that right yeah about six months before COVID we opened the first business it was unfortunate and was this, had you been in business prior to this, or was this your, your sleep of faith? Well, you know, I, I wasn't really in business fully before we opened our doors in 2019. Uh, I was teaching for Jean Marie over at the Bird's Nest, and then in twenty the 2018-2019 school year, while the building was being built, we ran, I ran the business that year and we were teaching kind of all over the place. We had classes at at the bird's nest. We had classes at Jericho elementary school. We had classes at the barn, Mm -hmm. um, the community center. So so I had run the business for a year in very wild circumstances while the building was being built. Um, But really the true business opened September 28th, 2019. So it was, it was short. Mm-hmm. So that could definitely be one of the craziest things anybody's done is start a business during. My husband thought it was kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. He was like, this is, this is not what somebody would choose to do, open a, a social business in a pandemic. But we tried to make it work as best we could. And, you know, we can let our circumstances control us or we can take control of the circumstances and so we just tried to roll with it as best we could we couldn't change it right no that's very good Um, Mm -hmm. that's a great leadership principle so what did you do to adapt um so well the first thing we did was close because we had to we did some things that 
tried to keep the kids engaged. We got um, active with classes on Zoom for no charge, just to keep the kids engaged with the dance community. We did some Instagram challenges, um, and then we reinvented how the business was going to run based on the restrictions that the state had in place for safety. And we were able to open back up in June uh, of that year, June of 2020, with a, a little bit more limited than what you would normally do. We did our summer camp program outside. We were really fortunate with weather. It was very hot, um, but the kids persevered and the counselors persevered. And so we were able to keep the kids engaged. And then in uh, September of 2020, we just changed our procedures, uh, changed how we disinfected, changed how um, kids came in and out of the building. We follow, we got our COVID procedures in place and then we just tried to figure out how can we keep seven or eight kids in a studio and never in contact with the seven or eight kids <clears throat> in the other studio and how do we move people around? It was really kind of like choreography, which I'm not bad at. <laughs> um, so it was really, you know, it was really about planning and, and choreographing how people came and went in and out of the building to allow us to stay within the guidelines of, of what was required. They were a little confusing sometimes. Are we a school? Are we a gym? Or like, where did we fit? Um, but my daughter did a lot of work and research in, in, into what the COVID requirements were. Um, I was lucky to have her home during that time period. And we just rewrote the policies and the staff jumped in and said, we can do it. I have a really um, we can do it type staff. They're a great group of people. Um, anytime I put a challenge in front of them, they're like, we can do it. Uh, so we did. And we came out the other side really fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have a great reputation in the community and you're doing a great work. And I get to see all of the students so I know how excited they are to go to dance. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> they're just, I really have a great job. Uh, I, I get to work with some amazing young people. Okay, let's um. <laughs> Are you throwing me a curveball? Sorry. Over there? Uh oh. Well, we try. I, I didn't explain this to you before. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. <laughs> that you know there might be some little bit of this in, in behind the scenes. Sure. <laughs> That's fine. So sorry. Didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable there. No, no, I'm good. Um. So, okay, you told us a little bit about, you know, your education, how mm -hmm. you went through college and what things were like for you. Um, you even did a whole different, you know, right? Career. Speech, career. Yeah. So, but that aside, you know, there's, there's still a, a where and how do you self-educate? Like the pa your passion and how, where did that take you in, you know, now we're talking of dance at this yes, point, right? Because sure. we're we're talking synergy dance. So how did you self-educate? How did you I mean there's there's the school piece, but there's also the passion piece. Yeah. And and just and, and, and the business piece. And huh? yeah, all of that. Yeah. So there's a lot of different pieces to that. I think um how did I self-educate? So before I ran the business, I was active in the dance community here in Jericho for 10 years with Vermont Youth Dancers. So a lot of my learning on how to run a, an organization, how to do scheduling, how to choreograph, how to do productions, 
all came out of kind of on-the-job training with Vermont Youth Dancers, which I didn't get paid for. It's a volunteer organization, but I certainly learned a lot about working with children. Also, my education, I, I needed to learn a lot to be a speech pathologist. I had to learn a lot about child development, child psychology. Um, also, I was super well-trained as a therapist about goal setting and how to write long-term goals and short-term goals and objectives. All of those things apply um, to what I'm doing now as a dancer. I've just shifted what it is I'm teaching. Um, I'm not teaching people how to speak anymore. I'm teaching people how to dance. And so certainly there was a lot of learning that had to, to go on for that. Uh, a lot of things about anatomy and physiology and safety um, with regard to how to train dance. And that's an ongoing process. But I think that's true for anybody in a career. You're always learning. And I think you're in danger when you stop learning. So I have a lot of colleagues in the, in the field who've shared things with me. I learn from them every day. Um, I have uh, a colleague who's a physical therapist who has done a lot of work with me on identifying programs um, that are helpful for keeping dancers healthy um, and for injury prevention. And she has been a wonderful resource for me about where to place my emphasis and the certifications that I've chosen to pursue uh, in the field of dance. There's, I think we're certainly fortunate we live in an age of the internet. Um, so I don't have to go, if I want to read things from the uh, International Association of Dance Medicine, I don't have to go to University of Vermont anymore. I have access to that all the time. Um, so there's a lot of wonderful online training that can be done. Again, I learn things every day from my colleagues. And uh, I think I'm just always researching about what is the best way to impart knowledge about dance to children. Uh, I have no trouble sharing my passion for dance. That's just a natural part of who I am. Um, but those other things I've learned and the business <laughs> things, we're still, you know, we're still learning. There's, there's always things within a business that you're learning how to do. I am super fortunate to have the husband that I have. Uh, he's an incredible support to me and does a lot of the business things on top of having his own full-time job. He he does my payroll and, and tax taxes and um, helps with a lot of the technology things within the studio. He is the reason that building is there. I don't know that I would have persevered to have it built without Rob. Uh, it, that building is a testament to his his willingness to take my dream and make it his own. Um, and that's just luck. You know, I'm so fortunate to have the partner that I have um, mm. in this. And so we're constantly learning about new things that we need to be doing. And then, of course, COVID was a whole other realm of learning. But I think that's true well, of any job. Well, it is. And I think just in general, right, they say you have your ebbs and flows in businesses. I mean, circumstances can dictate what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, it's all about the attitude. It is absolutely about the attitude. Yeah. And life happens. Yeah. When you live until 80, 90, 100 years old, you yeah. see life happens. Yeah. It's how you adapt. It's your attitude. Absolutely. You know, and absolutely. who you're surrounded with. Yeah. Yeah. You surround yourself with good people and, and they're going to lift you up in those moments where you're 
thinking you're not going to make it, um, mm -hmm. not going to keep your head above the water. You you seek out your resources. It's about knowing what you don't know, and and finding the information. And you know, I think I'm a intelligent enough person that I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I know that out there somewhere is someone with the information that I need to have. And um, you just get better at it every day. I think we have a lot of student teachers in our program and we have a pretty formalized student teacher program, but I think I become a better teacher by supervising them and having to provide rationales to them. Like, why are you doing this with your students? Why do we choose this path? What is the progression for this? So we're just, everybody's just growing and, and reaching all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just can't stagnate. Yeah. No, it's boring. <laughs> well, that too. It is. So I think you're not boring. I know. Apparently I'm not. I'm just not crazy. I don't know. Well, or maybe I am. I don't know. Well, I mean, you didn't jump out of an airplane, but I mean, you did I take didn't. a big leap. I did. This was a big, yeah, was this a was big a big leap. leap. Yeah. yeah. It was a big leap for sure. And you've got a great sense of humor, <laughs> even if Harvey's probably in therapy now. Uh, poor Harvey. Yeah. I know. I wonder about him. He's going to Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every time he goes in an office building, he's wondering like what he's going to see yeah. when those elevators open. I have shoe issues. He has elevator issues. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just I, getting You know, by. I just think it's really cool, you know, for people to understand, you know, leadership has so many different, um, help me out here. So many things affect yeah. your your leadership ability, your skills, right? They they affect it as you sure. live life, you know, and often you're not thinking how and you're not thinking that it actually is. So, for instance, all your training with college speech. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're just going down the list of how everything you learned is literally applying yeah. to what you're doing now. Yeah. Nothing's wasted, in other words. No, no. And I, so you know, in college you learn to learn too, hopefully. Well, that's really, really, that's all it is. When you go for a job, they don't care what type, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be a doctor doing surgery. They care that you've done it. <laughs> right. But generally speaking, they don't care if you have an accounting or if you have this. I mean, you can apply for a job. They know that you were just taught how to learn. Yeah. Hopefully. And they are. want somebody who is going yeah. to continue to pursue right yeah. and i just find that fascinating that that's often what happens in our lives everything is connected and works toward the next step yeah. and then somewhere i read and this is not myself i some book i read um was reading when i was maybe in my 30s and it's the the premise was everything in your life has led you personally to be uniquely qualified for something mm -hmm. that nobody else is like nobody's circumstances are are going to be the same everybody doesn't have the same path but you are uniquely qualified to do something mm -hmm. you just have to figure out what it is that you're uniquely qualified to do and how to take all those moments in your life and make them useful yeah so true very true. it's good yeah. Uh, so we're talking about leadership and then all of the, the components. components of it and all of the varying things, um, which comes down to a balancing act, right? We have to balance all of those things. So my question to you is, how do you balance life and work? You've got a family. I mean, where, what do you do for those? 
and you teach like a gazillion classes besides, <laughs> I, I never know how you do it. I know, and I run a couple companies, and yeah, no. Um, I, I, my husband would say I don't okay. balance. And I think one of the challenges for me, I, I, I try to have balance in my life, but I think perhaps I don't. Um, and one of the biggest challenges for me is that I'm a creative, and part of my work is creative. And the other challenge for me, believe it or not, is I'm an introvert. And I, so I, I, Carmen's laughing, but I really like, I am an introvert. I need to be alone sometimes. And so, um, but I have extroverted passions. So that's, that is a challenge for me. A unique. Unique, Yes, that's uniquely me. So when you put introvert and creative together, I think, and I think a lot of introverts are creative. I think it's dangerous because what I need sometimes after all the activity in the studio is something quiet. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a creator, when I get quiet, my mind starts thinking up other things to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, we could do. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Or I can't listen Mm -hmm. to music because then I start choreographing stuff. So the challenge for me, I think, in my life in finding balance is what I really need is quiet. But when I'm quiet, I come up with other ideas that then cause more work <laughs> to happen. Um, so at one point in my life, my husband banned me from listening to the radio. I was not a listen because there would be another show. I'd come up with some other show if I listened to the radio. So I think that's a challenge for me. I don't know that I've achieved excellent work-life balance. I'm hoping this side of pandemic and now that the studio is running in a more regular pattern that I will achieve a little bit more life balance. I also think I'm challenged because my passion is what I do for work. So a lot of people work and then they play tennis to unwind or they work and they go to adult dance classes to unwind. I, my passion is dance and I do it all day long. So unwinding is, has to be something else. Um, You know, it's interesting because almost every discussion we've had, people say the same thing. Interesting. Um, You know, where we don't balance, but I don't really, I don't really think that they mean that in that way. Because you, you said a key thing. You strive. Yeah. So I think normally, I mean, you look at your kids, right? They always say, look at your kids. You know, if they're, if they're, if they're uh, well-established citizens and they're polite and they're this and that and this and that, well, that speaks to the parents. Yeah. And obviously there had to have been some kind of balance. You had to have some family nights and vacations. So, you know, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I just find it interesting that they people who own businesses or are doing something that that's their passion that takes a lot of time find themselves in that struggle yeah. and saying they don't find the balance and, and on the one hand they don't yeah but then on the other hand do you know what I'm trying I, to say I think for me like, with my children it's an unfair example because my children hold it up to me that I opened the studio after they went to college um why didn't you open it when we were home and dancing, Mom? <laughs> like, there's this beautiful studio now that we didn't get to dance in. That was my balance. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, and I tell them I was a mom. That's what I did. That's exactly. what I, and that's what yeah. I chose to do. And that's what I wanted to do at that point in my life. I didn't want to have a business. I didn't want to, um, be out every night of the week. I wanted to teach dance for Jean Marie one night a week. And that was it because I wanted to go to the soccer games and the choral performances and the theater performances. And I wanted to drive them in the car to their activities. So I did make a choice. And in that way, I did have life balance in that way because sure. I chose to not have a business, even though I could have. Right. Um, and that wasn't right for me at that time. I think it just, the better word is struggle. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you struggle. You know balance is there and it comes, but it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a con- it definitely has to be a conscious I have Effort. to think about it consciously about am I working? Work is always available to me. And that's true for anybody who owns their own business. Mm-hmm. Where you can always work. There's always more work you can do. <laughs> right. Um so I try to, you know, I try to do the time blocking. This is my time away and um, you know, all the strategies that people tell you entrepreneurs should be doing, you know, you try to do it, but you are who you are too. I know. And there's and always <laughs> more work to be done or ideas. This is where my husband says I get into trouble. He's like, stop thinking. You like, you have to stop thinking. Yeah. That's why you go into Maine. <laughs> That's why I'm going to Maine. See? <laughs> Finally, after how many years you I said know. 20? <laughs> I've, since I lived in Washington, DC, I've wanted to go to Maine. That was in the nineties. So Yeah. Finally, maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> it'll start waking up that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to be on my quiet. Yeah, mm. no thinking. All right. Oh, so that was well. It's because I already did some talking. <laughs> so then, why don't you tell us some of the challenges you face? Not COVID, <laughs> right? And we're talking now on your daily basis. What kind of challenges do you find that you're facing? Um, okay, so probably the number one challenge I think we face as a business is is predicting. Um, it's hard to predict what people need and what they're looking for. So we always struggle to put the right class schedule together that's going to meet everybody's needs. So that that's a struggle for me, I think, is predicting. Time is certainly a struggle. Um, I think I'm finally at a, a place where... I have enough staffing that I can use my time a little bit more effectively. Uh, I think that, yeah, no, my really the biggest challenge is is guessing what each year is going to bring. Um, it's not necessarily predictable, and every year we end up with wait lists in classes, and I'm like, I didn't see that coming. Like, how did I miss that? Um, so there's a little bit of that, uh, you know, always finding good staff members who are on board with what you think is important and you know my dance journey is reflected in everything that synergy does Uh, the choices i make are are based on the things that worked well for me as a child and didn't work well for me as a child and trying to make it different for a different generation um so i'm lucky when i get staff members that come in and really buy into what our vision is over at at synergy I mean, I think sometimes the other challenge for me is um, letting go. Sometimes you just have to let people go, and it's hard because you're t- like when you do what I do, I do it because I love kids and I love dance and I want them to love dance. 
And sometimes you look at people making choices that you go, I know where that's going to take you and uh, hopefully it's going to work out well. But it's hard sometimes to let go um, and just go, that that has to be its own choice and it doesn't necessarily reflect on you. Um, and you may feel differently about it, but hey, you got to not let it take it personally. It's hard not to take your life's passion work personally when somebody has a problem with it but there's always going to be someone who has a problem with it can't please everybody yeah you can't please everybody so i'm going to ask a question and forgive me for my ignorance <laughs> okay. okay you're talking about predictability here yeah so does that mean that you offer different dance classes if there's somebody who's listening who, who maybe wants to know more yeah you... so i mean obviously we talked a little bit um earlier about being successful sometimes means having to look and be willing to shift when what you're doing is not working or when the climate shifts. Um, I, we do offer different classes. I think what's been difficult for us to predict, you know, we, we offer dance in certain styles. We don't do tap. Um, we do do hip hop and ballet and lyrical. Those are choices that I've made for whatever reason. Um, our jazz program is becoming much more popular. Uh, so that's a place we're shifting toward as we see that need in the community. A lot of it's driven strongly by what's happening with the Mount Mansfield dance team. You know, kids are training in dance because they want to be on that dance team. Um, so how are we giving them the skills to get where they want to go? Because really that's the whole point, right? We're trying to help kids get where they want to go. Uh, so we have had to shift, and, and one of the problems we had this year is, I guessed, I think we need this many hip-hop classes and this many jazz classes, and 10 minutes into registration, we had 12 wait lists already, and I clearly did not guess properly. Um, so I think that's hard. So we had to add, you know, I don't know how many new kids are going to come in. Are we going to have a lot of new well, kids? Have you thought of adding adult hip-hop classes? For, oh! <laughs> you know, 48-year-old guys who want to learn how to b-boy? Yes, bit. do <laughs> it. Our adult hip-hop class is the most popular class at the studio. But I get I get it before him, though. Because I'm, I'm already waitlist, so yes. you have to do another one. you got to bump Carmen. Yeah, or my, you got to add another one. And my, That's what I would love to see. Yeah. But, you know, there's other things, adult classes. My <laughs> husband and I keep talking. What about, like, you know, country dancing, like line dancing, no, dancing or, or ballroom dancing? Swing. We're like, for couples, man, I, we would do it. Yeah. We would. That one's time. That's the challenge is time. Oh yeah. my gosh, there's so many wonderful things. You're going to have to open do. up another studio. I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I Your told husband? my husband I need more space. He's like, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, there's lots of great opportunities. And I think that's, for me personally, that's my challenge. I'm like, oh, shiny. Like, oh, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, let's do that. And I have to stay focused but i know that for the past two years we have not predicted properly and we have had wait lists and we've been able to meet the need we've been able to shift teachers we've been able to bring new staff in been able to add those classes and get a lot of people off the wait list but i didn't last year it was creative movement i had no idea there were that many kids that wanted creative movement classes oh, wow. we had 10 kids on the wait list for six months just trying to get you know this year it's hip hop one. I have 17 kids on the wait list for hip hop one. I didn't see that coming. Right. 
Um, so that I think is my big challenge. It's a great problem to have. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? It's I mean, who doesn't want this problem? It's a fabulous problem for me to have. Mm-hmm. But it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able because I don't like to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. I want them to if they want a class, I want to be able to provide it for them. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. It is. That is cool. It makes me want to get my uh, Adidas jumpsuit on. <laughs> and get out there! It's all hip hop. I'm telling you, it's all the rage at Synergy Dance. There's it is a huge I'm class, sure. and Christiana is so good. She's so fun. I remember in the early 2000s taking a a swing class with my wife. Yeah. I was horrible at it. You know, you have fun thing. anyway, though. It was, yeah. And we that's the out. point. <laughs> we had fun, and that was kind of the thing. You know? Oh, that you went better for you than me. My husband and I took ballroom dance classes, and we didn't speak in the car. <laughs> I am a terrible dance partner. That is the answer to that question. <laughs> he was you great. Got, you got so used to just being on your own. It was no. It was the Russian teacher. Oh, like now you blame did, the teacher. Yeah, I blame the teacher. I'm going to blame the teacher. I mean, I was well-trained. I'm a, I was lucky in that way. But you learned, you did only what the teacher said and never anything else. And my husband, well, he was like, I'm tired of doing the box. Can we do something else? And I'm like, no, teacher said, do the box. You do the box. It didn't go well for us. It really didn't. We got married anyway, but it was rough. That's funny. <laughs> So what has been the most influential resource for your career? The most influential, for my dance career or for my career in general? The most influential, apparently I didn't brush up on this one. The most influential resource for my career. I mean, it could be your person too. You know, it affects your career. Ah, so. Wow, that's tough. I think, again, I, I would have to go with my colleagues. My colleagues at Synergy Dance are my best resource. When answer. I, because we all come. <laughs> Thanks for your input. Well, no, because so many of them are educators. Right. You know, that's why we have such a large staff. They all teach like one or two classes because they all have full-time jobs. And many of them, it's in education. So they have a, a really a wealth of knowledge about, about kids. Um, and they have great ideas. They're on um, the other resource I think is um, my middle schoolers, like those kids who are really starting to get excited about dance and they have all kinds of ideas. They have great ideas. They're super mm-hmm. creative. Um, so I think they're a great resource for me. And the internet, like there's just so much information out there. There's a lot of great courses. Now you don't have to get on a plane and travel to Chicago to get your certification in this, that, or the other thing. A lot of it's online. So I've been able to do a lot of education. Um, a lot of my certifications for dance came through online training. And I think that's been a huge um, boon for me because who has time? To- I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a great answer. It was speak now. Well, yeah, so it, big. It, no, because it, it, it was it was very um, politically correct. And, as a you know a business person, it's good to give it to your colleagues. But I was in the hopes <laughs> to hear more about this Russian ballerina. Oh my gosh, Lugov. What I because I couldn't get her name, and I was like, man, I want to hear about this. Was, she defected. Like, she did. Cool. She was very very cool woman, and she's she was really beautiful then. 
and I've looked her up, and she's still beautiful, man. She's, yeah. Luba Gulyeva was my... <laughs> Gulyeva. Gulyeva was, and she still teaches. Um, yeah, and, and she was just a powerhouse, man. Like, how you could not be... This was a woman who, nine months pregnant, could do, like, triple pirouettes and double tours, and, like, she just was so full of energy and fierceness. And this fierce passion for making you a better dancer. It was scary. I mean, she <laughs> was scary. To live up like to, she, right? when <laughs> she called me Mamishka was the name that she called me. And I could, like, I knew when I was in trouble in Luba's class because you'd hear her take, like, a big breath. And then it would be, Mamishka, what are you doing? <laughs> Over there. Like, but she was really an incredible woman. Like, how could you not be inspired? She was a beautiful dancer, had an incredible story. Um, coming to this country, she really just was a, a neat um, lady, and I, I spent such a short period of, time of my life with her, but she had an impact, man. That sounds mm -hmm. like it. She had an impact. It would be good to get in touch with her and tell her I that. I don't know. I might be a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it just made me think. How many times do we tell people that they have an impact on us? Yeah. Too few, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Luba, right? Luba and the shoe girl. Whatever. Luba and the shoe girl. Who knew? Luba and Leah. The two L's Well, let's life. keep it positive, okay? We don't want to... We have to go back to my trauma. We, we don't... Yeah, we don't want to, you know... Yeah, sorry. Make somebody feel bad. We want to encourage. All right. So what is next for you? Uh, Work-life balance. How about yeah. that? Yeah, we're going to work on work-life balance. I don't... What is next for me? I think we, we're just going to lean into where we are and do the best we can for the students that we have. We're really happy with the business, how it is. And I don't have a next plan, really. But this plan wasn't part of my plan either. So who knows where we're going? I, I, I think I'd like to just be happy where I am for a little bit mm -hmm. because I haven't really had that chance until last year to really just go look at where we are mm -hmm. um let's just enjoy this this spot for a little bit yeah which is important because it takes a lot out of you when you start a new business yeah. right yeah and within the first five years yeah. a lot of businesses go down yeah right yeah um so you're approaching 20 21 22 23 i'm not saying you're going down oh, i'm saying you're going up you know, you, you've been, you've done well. You've been yeah. successful. Yeah. So um, it's good to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be where we are and serve the people that we serve to the best that we can right now. That's that. that. And that being present in the moment. moment. Yeah. yeah. Because that space that you're giving yourself and going to Maine. Yeah, <laughs> going to Maine. It's, <laughs> it's on it's the booked. ocean. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. Because sure. we had this conversation before. Um. That's how you can, okay, not think to plan next program, right? but to think your next step. You yeah. know, what is coming? What's next? What do I love about this? How can, you know, and, and really rest in that. Yeah. Because that's, it, it does reflect back to others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, it, it makes you you, and it makes people want to come back. Yeah. When they see how you've settled. Yes, hopefully, you hopefully know, we're, we're in our settling phase and just enjoying where we are. That's neat. Yes, it is. 
So last question for you, then we'll let you go and enjoy where you're at in life and settle. Okay. <laughs> so my question is, what advice would you give your younger self? Okay. Yeah, so this this has changed for me. I think my first gut instinct is believe in your dreams. That That's probably what I would think of first um, because I wasn't always somebody who believed in my dreams and that they were possible. Um, but clearly they're possible. But I think I've shifted a little. I think I, I think what I would tell my younger self is your life is gonna look nothing like you expect it, but it's going to be everything that you need it to be. You just have to look at it that way. That's good. Because my life is nothing of what my younger self expected. Yeah. Um, but it's great. Um, and that's okay. It's okay that it's nothing like what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's you just got to look at it and go be grateful for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good advice. That is good advice. Yeah, sure is. Yeah, yeah because, that, because have, that's life. Yeah. You really don't know what comes at you. You don't. And again, it boils down to your attitude toward it. Mm-hmm. This is what I love about Master Jordan when we interviewed yeah. him. Yeah. The, the, he just took whatever it was and he just turned it into positive because he knew he just made it part of his life. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew you'd go down. Because otherwise you're just stuck. <laughs> what do you, you are. You don't necessarily have choices all the time. And that, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you can be stuck with the unfortunate things that happen. Or you can look and go, you know, sometimes doors close to make space for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be present when that opportunity comes and see it that way. You mm-hmm. have to see that opportunity and go, okay, let's tr- let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and be grateful for it. Yeah. I was talking to, to Rod, actually, before this, your husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking about... <laughs> At this stage in life, you kind of look back and it's it's not what you wanted and you've experienced things that were tough. Mm-hmm. There, there's things in life that were tough, but I wouldn't change them because it's made me who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm here now because I experienced those things. Yeah, and, right. And yeah, so I'm not looking to, to add more rough times, but I'm <laughs> sure. grateful that that I'm here in life and it's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could have chosen in those moments to, you know, wallow in the unfortunate yeah. and everybody has it. Or you can go, I'm going to learn from this or I'm going to see this from a different perspective and I'm going to see what I can make of it. Because otherwise, just wallowing in it isn't going to make it better. Not, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no way. Right. It it's worse. not going to make it better. And so you have two choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to make it better is to find something that you can take away from it and move forward. And, you know, it's funny how I experienced that, you know, your kids, you know, you're like, ah, you have one idea of what your kids are going to look like, but then they're don't, and they're good kids or, you know, but it's not. And so you, you actually have like grieving. Yeah, sure. When you see the different things that happen. I know I have certain things didn't want things to turn out the way they did. Um, I was going somewhere with this. It's okay. It's okay to feel down about unfortunate circumstances. It's just where you go from that after that. 
Well, right. I mean, it's just not going to be, um, oh, man, I had it. It was so good. Obviously oh, not, because I can't remember now. You're think of it. The minute you get in that car, you're going to be like, there it is. Oh, well, oh yeah. This is what it was. It's, it's kind of like the idea, you know, we're talking attitudes. You have your two choices. Um, it's, if, if you don't know what you want to do in life, if you're down, you know, they say, go love somebody. Go serve. Find, find something to volunteer. Give, give. And as you're doing it, it does transform you. It does. And in that, you start finding who you are. You may step into what you want to do and have in that passion, or it just clears your head, like going to Maine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm giving you a hard time. But you know, it, it does, it will transform you because you find that life is more than just about you. Yeah. Sure. And if, if you can, like you said earlier, look at it a different way, you, it's amazing how much your perspective will change, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? So. Well, thank you so much. You're for welcome. Thank you for time. having me. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. I just want to ask, is there anything you want to say to, to your listener, to the listeners, or if there's a way that they want to get on that, Hip hop waiting list. How would they do it? Uh, yeah. I'm already on so, it. Yeah. So Come on, if you Christina, want on that waiting list or have curious about classes, I think you can go to the website, which is synergydance.org, or you can email me, um, and it's Mia at synergydance.org. Mm -hmm. And we can put those in the call. In the what show do you call notes. it? Show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do that for you. Excellent. Um, Thank you. People can refer back to it. But, um, yeah, this was fun. Thank you. It sure was. I yeah. enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah. It was so nice to be here. Thank you yeah, so Yeah, well, much. thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll be joining us over at Synergy Dance. We have some fun over there. I hope so. I'm scared to death, but. Don't. Well, welcome back. Welcome back from that fun conversation. That was fun. She's a great person. I think she's more fun than uh, her family says. <laughs> I was, I was getting nervous if you were going to say one of our other guests. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> no, but remember, she's like, I don't know what the funniest thing is, the crazy yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, my no. family says I'm, I'm, or is it her family or is it her that says I'm boring? No, it was her kids it, who said yeah. she was boring. <laughs> I don't think she's boring. No, and uh, there's probably a lot of people out there who wouldn't say she's boring. She's a very nice person. She is. And you can tell her passion is there for, for the kids. And just loving it, loving yeah. dance and loving to teach it and set up this whole thing for everybody. It's really amazing to to see a life whose passion dictated the what, what the outcome. It's, yeah, how how her life played out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. she didn't set out to own a dance studio and to have this big dance studio. Not at all. And to do this stuff. But, but she's doing it. And uh, if you have kids that are part of it, you know and understand. I was invited this summer actually to her camp that she had, uh, and they did a play. It was Little Red Riding Hood. Mm -hmm. 
and I watched the kids there. And it was amazing because you could see uh, her passion come through their passion. It, it, it's infectious. Well, it is. And I mean, but isn't that just what a good leader is? And we're talking leadership on this podcast. And You, you hope. I mean, well, yes, you hope. But, you know, the, the nice thing about Synergy Dance is that, you know, when you're surrounded by people that see the vision and are behind it, yeah. then voila. Yeah, they've bought into the vision. <laughs> and and it, you can see the excitement. The, mm -hmm. her, her, I guess it would be her staff. She called them her staff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're behind her. They've got the vision. They've got the passion and the energy. And it just trickles down into the kids and I think into the parents and into the community. Well, yeah, it just becomes this um, this um, staple in the community for community. Yep. With community, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, her, her little vision, her little dream, her little what if, you know, has impacted a lot of lives. Yep. Yeah, and that's really neat to to see and to to listen to how it kind of came about and what it is now. And uh, I would not be surprised if this this thing outlives her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that is a true mark of well, it's not really. I mean, it's a legacy, right? It when is. the legacy keeps going beyond you. Yep. Um. That's a sign like of our good children. Leadership. It yeah. is a sign of it, it is. It happens with children. It happens with businesses, and like with her, and just the impact people have that they carry with them the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. That's a legacy, right? It is, and um, that's an impact. That's just you'll never know this side of heaven. Yeah, you, you hope. You hope. I hope that my impact, my legacy, the things that I've passed on. To my kids has impacted them in a positive manner mm -hmm. right because there is there is people whose lives have left um it's not a legacy but they've left people damaged and hurt and people go on to live very um, wounded lives wounded lives yeah i was gonna say toxic or same yeah yeah yeah. Kind of like the shoe thing she was talking about. My goodness. <laughs> that is, yeah. But that is, everybody has that, right? And I just love the fact that when you're open about, you know, who you are and some of the things that, you know, have happened to you and you relay it to others, it's it's a form of encouragement. So don't, you know, so when you are out there, you know, uh, you... You know how we were talking about the, the whole, your your life is like uh, proof of someone else's hope. Sure. Like if you share what your life, it how it's been, and what your testimony, if you want to give it a story, name, your yeah. story. There you go. That was the word I was looking for. Um, it can bring hope to someone and encourage them. It can. So that's what I love about her. She's 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 real. She's very real. <laughs> In sneakers. And it's funny because when you, when we ask people that question, I don't think that we ever 
thought that what it was going to open up was was reality. I thought it was just a simple, you know, a silly. What little, question are you talking about? Uh, what fashion choice? You know, your most <laughs> regrettable fashion choice or whatever. Um, but it does bring about this this openness and this realness of, yeah, you know, one time I. I, I wore, you know, I thought I was so cool. And and then sure. life kind of crushed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you, or you look back on it and you're like, what was I thinking? How did I think that was cool? Right, right. Because as you grow, as you grow through and, and change through your life uh, and, and you look back, wow. Yeah. You know, how have you grown? How have and you changed? grown? That's right. But when I when I heard that story from Mia, um, you you look at her and she's incredibly successful, confident, right? Um, her passion exudes from her. It's it's infectious and positive. Yeah. yeah, and and you wouldn't think that there's this wound, but at the end of the day, I think every single one of us has this little wound from childhood that there's some little kid inside of us that still is like, I can't believe I got picked on for those shoes or for that shirt or that haircut or whatever it is. I mean, really, it's like when you come, it's like stereotyping. It's like you don't look at somebody by the, you don't judge them by the cover. We all have our thing that affects how we live life. (laughs) Like yeah. not buying shoes, and and that's very simple. It's very but it simple. does get, it can get more complicated. Mm-hmm. But it's a good example of saying, hey, you can still walk, and live life successfully. With it. Correct. The other thing it it, it made me think was, uh, you don't know what somebody else is going through, right? Right. So be kind. Yes. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to be mean. We don't. It's not always about me and, and getting my my twelve items through the grocery store as fast as I can. And right, right. We can right. be nice. We can be kind. And other people are going through, and we just don't know know their story. We don't know their story. We yeah. don't know their day, what they went through, or the fact that somebody made fun of their shoes when they were in sixth grade, and now <laughs> they can't wear shoes. Oh shit. Yeah. So no, that's it's good to look at it though and and yeah. you know have a perspective, positive perspective. So if you learned anything <laughs> from this podcast, hopefully it's to be kind and that your story will become somebody else's survival manual. Right. Right. Just just from this little conversation right here. <laughs> that's the nuggets we're giving you. You just go ahead and you or, or sign up for a class if they get anything out of this. I am hip hop. The hip hop dance <laughs> class. I mean, yeah. Competition coming here? It could happen. I, <laughs> I do remember as a kid having my skateboard and my little cardboard, and you know, it was it was either we were trying Boombox. to break, we were trying to break dance or we were trying to skateboard, but we wanted to outdo the other one yep. on it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready to bring out the cardboard just yet. <laughs> well, if if anything, let this encourage you to um, that, you know. Um, pursue your dream. Pursue it. Right. It's okay to be where you're at. And where you're at, you know, like her, um, all of it is used for down the road. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just keep going. Keep going until you know what it is you're supposed to be doing. At least that day, do what you know to do that day. That's right. Right? Yeah. And um, and then just keep pursuing. Just keep going. Yeah. Well, that's what I have. <laughs> I was going to say, we should let these nice people get on their way. Okay. Sounds good. It does. But if they want to get in touch with us and let us know how much they love the podcast or... Right. To cut it short. I'm getting the signal. <laughs> no. You can call. <laughs> yeah. I was I, forgetting. Loving this part, this conversation. Uh, you can call 802-858-5534. Leave us a three-minute message and tell us what you think. Uh, or you can email us at talkofthetownvtpodcast at gmail.com. That's it. So. And the show notes for how to reach Mia. Will they're, be well. They're going to be in the show notes. You, her <laughs> website and all yeah. of those fun things. Check her out. Yep. Um, sign up for a class. Pursue your dreams. Or come see a, you know, just yeah, just come see a performance. Even you can do that. So. So thank you for listening. We've enjoyed this conversation and getting this time to hang out with you, and we look forward to our next time being together with you. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Giles and Carmen, the podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next podcast.